Welcome to episode three of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're chatting with Jamie from TDP Clothing in Helsinki. Enjoy the show. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good. Excited for this one. Been looking forward to it um, a week. Mate, I know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be funny in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. a good one. I'm excited. It's uh, just judging on uh, on our um, little video threesome we had with Jamie. Um, that yeah. doesn't sound quite right, does it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It's going to be a good one. Um... <laughs> yeah, just judging by the uh, the chat we had with them. Um, what's the word? Group chat. That's it. Not fucking... <laughs> what was it? Sorry, that's threesome. Yeah, video threesome. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So, yeah, we're uh, we're just waiting for him. But, um, yeah, how's your week been, man? It's been good, mate. It's been exciting. I, um, yeah, like last Saturday, like I shot all the new content for uh, for the new drop for Twisted Wire. So, like, easily, like, the best photo shoot I've ever done. Um, awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's really fucking cool mate to be honest um so i've just been uh like this week i've just been like doing all the graphics and stuff like doing photoshop and doing the photoshop um and yeah just bring it all together how about you uh yeah the days have just kind of like blurred into one really fucking long day to be honest but um i think you said that last week no <laughs> yeah it's just every week mate it's every fucking week um let's do today today was good um yeah. i uh printed a new design for downcasts went uh went a bit mad with it did uh left chest back sleeve and neck tags yeah um so yeah. i just added it to the downcast store it looks fucking awesome it's those um those heavyweight orange tees yeah 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 they look banging really yeah, really cool really happy with them so yeah literally just I'll put them into stock once uh, once we finish this pod and get a pop, get them up on the site and that. So, um, but yeah, no, excited to get them out. It's um, I mean, we spoke about it a little bit with Chessie last time, didn't we? It's kind of like I've dialed back a little bit in terms yeah. of like you know the new releases and everything. So it's quite it's quite nice to just like you know design someone and print it and like you know not really have the stress of like you know obviously what you're going through. <laughs> um, you know, just My doing God. it kind of like off the cuff sort of thing. Um, yeah. It's quite nice. It's, yeah, makes it yeah. a little bit more, um, yeah, it's just more relaxed, really. I don't have to worry about, um, you know, release dates and shit like that. It's, I remember, I remember yeah. when w- the last one we did was, uh, so we didn't really do like a summer drop particularly. Like we, we kind of did it in like mini drops almost. So it was like mm-hmm. three, four, five products at a time. Whereas the the last big one we did was in, uh, was the autumn winter one. Yeah. In uh, whenever that was, September, October, whatever. Um, and that was like, that was like 10 t-shirts, Beanies, new pair of socks, two jackets, shit ton of hoodies, like long sleeve tees, sweatshirts, everything. And it was like, we'd set this fucking deadline. 
And I was just like, that's just so fucking stressed printing it all. And it was like, because obviously we print everything before it goes into stock, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. I mean, we didn't print a huge amount, but still, it was, uh, yeah, a lot of stress, a lot of stress. But um, yeah, I don't really enjoy that part of it no. to be honest no I, I like yep. doing like you know the, the odd like you know two or three products and a drop stuff like that like I think it's really cool getting it all out at once but like from my perspective like because we kind of have to print in like bigger quantities like just mm. to make it worthwhile with water based um, yeah. like you know with setup and teardowns and stuff like that um, yeah it can become a bit stressful and it just turns into an absolute mammoth task yeah. Um, you know, when you're releasing twenty plus products or whatever. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. But um yeah. yeah, happy with this new one. Happy with this new one. And then uh yeah, I'm sure uh obviously I'm I'm away for for ten days from uh what is it, tomorrow or Monday, one or two, I can't remember. Um yeah. so yeah, hopefully get a lot of designing done. So I haven't really managed to oh, yeah. sit down and do any for downcast recently, really. Like, I mean, obviously I did did all that stuff for your drop. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've drawn anything for downcast for, I mean, probably going on a month. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't this sort of like the, like the sort of like, was it like a unicorn? I can't remember. Not like a unicorn, but like a... Like a oh, like well, old... the, uh, the Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah. Pegasus, yeah. Pegasus, Pegasus, Pegasus. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool one. It's it's one it's one of those ones that I've kind of like I've had it half done for ages. Yeah, and like just keep forgetting to finish it. Yeah, it's gonna look banging when that's done. That one. Um, but yeah, it's just actually getting around to finishing it. And you know, I think mm. the problem is is like since. Because I, I basically used to only really design in uh, Illustrator. And then I started using Procreate about maybe seven or eight months ago. Okay. Um, which is, you know, it's it's a, you know, it's still a, a software that you can illustrate and stuff, but it is a completely fucking different software. I mean, even down to yeah. the bare bones, you know, Illustrator's vector and Procreate is um, uh, uh, pixel-based. Um Right. So it's kind of like adjusting kind of like to like detail and stuff like that is a yeah. is a bit um weirder. But um yeah, it's it's good. It like opens up a lot more possibilities really. Like I think, you know, like with Procreate and stuff, you have like a lot better brushes and stuff. Obviously for yeah. a lot of your stuff I did like all that super fine, like stipple shading and everything, and it's it's just so much fucking quicker in Procreate. Um yeah. But yeah, but then, and then today we were chatting earlier, weren't we, about um, um, showed you that new one I was working on, and that's doing some photo yeah, art, which I, is... I wasn't going to mention that because it's yours, but that's fucking shit hot, mate. <laughs> that's yeah. really cool, that one. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to printing that. That's probably going to be yeah. the next one that comes out. Um, just super cool, super realistic, half-tone stuff, mm. which is, I mean, it's not something we've ever done with Downcast. So I don't no, know I if it'll flop yeah. or anything it's it's going a lot more down the streetway bike route yeah um yeah. but yeah we'll see we'll see yeah i mean i mean mate like it's i understand that whole thing about like worrying about it worrying about it flopping which is why like with wire i've sort of doing that bit of a transition rather than just like sort of plummet straight into it yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's why I was like, maybe like get like one or two out like that and see how they do, um, yeah, rather just, than just going full like you know balls deep in in that yeah. kind of style sort of thing. Because it's uh, you know, I mean, I think we know our kind of customer base pretty well, but you, you know, we kind of want to get to know them a little bit better, I guess, and see yeah. kind of what else works. Yeah. Um, because it's like you know saying like, oh yeah, they're only interested in tattoo stuff. I'd be like, all right, well that's. There's only so much tattoo stuff I can, I yeah. can draw, you know, without like recycling stuff and it becoming a bit stale. Um, Do you not think the tattoo stuff is getting a bit tired now? Like just the, uh, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like tattoo inspired clothes in general, but I just mean like the like the standard trad or neo trad design on the yeah. Like, it's just yeah, quite I, th- I think that so many people are doing it, or so many people yeah. have done it, that it's like there's so many like variations of the same thing and replications and it's just yeah. a bit like you know i still enjoy it i still enjoy looking at that and it's like you know some of them i probably still buy um but yeah it is kind of like it's just part of the furniture now i think yeah definitely it's not like you know it's not it's not that exciting no and i think that's what i think that that was the whole thing that kicked off in the first place wasn't it that it was new and exciting that you know that yeah. it was pretty I mean, apart from obviously sullen, but I don't know about you, but until tattoo and stuff started, started going up, I didn't really see much of sullen in this country. You know, you see like the old T-shirt here and there down the skate park or something. But yeah, um, but yeah, it was like you know, it was exciting. You know, it wasn't about it wasn't anything about. It, but now it's sort of lost that excitement. So it's sort of just a bit more like you know, like I keep saying, it's tired, it's sleepy, it needs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I don't think it's going to go anywhere because there's obviously a massive market for it. But I think like the new new brands that are coming in are going, oh yeah, I'm going to do like a like a tattoo inspired brand or whatever, and just go down the trad route. And it's kind of like yeah. that's been done by every single brand <laughs> that's come like you know ten bit ten years before you. Yeah, it's kind of like you're going to find it so fucking difficult to sell shirts, you know. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, should we should we let the boy in? Yes, is he here? Is he? out of the cold? Yes, bring him in. Right, you ready? I am. There he is. Oh, there Hi. he is. Hello, mate. How's it How going, you mate? <laughs> can you hear me all right? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah. Good, good. How's your day, man? All right, not bad. Glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys keeping? Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. I might turn my fucking headphones off. One second. Can you hear me? Oh, that's yeah, better, mate. Yeah, that's fucking loud, player. Yeah, amazing. Yo, <laughs> loving them crispy new prints, dude. Oh. oh wait, what? Yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks. Oh, you. Both of you. <laughs> I saw today. <laughs> I've been checking it out. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Yeah, that's what I've been doing today. I've literally just finished those off about half hour, forty minutes ago. Fucking hell! I just saw. Then, I just saw the um, the sleeve print. Those two little skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to do something a little bit different, yeah. and went neck tag, sleeve print, front and back. So, yeah, fuck it. Did you print the inside neck label as well? No, no, they're, they're water-based transfers. Um, get them made um, by uh, Target Transfers over here. Oh. Um, 
it's kind of like you know we'd, we'd like to kind of print our neck tags and stuff like that but it's bastard I yeah i mean <laughs> water based as well it's kind of like you know if we have any sort of stencil breakdown and whatever it kind of like we have to reclaim and then do it all again and it's just a bit like yeah pain in the arse. yeah yeah and it's kind of like you know with the, the water-based transfers like we can just fucking whack the heat press on yeah. that's buzzing that yeah it's, I've never, I've never tried it. I've, I've always screen printed them and made messes before, where like yeah. <laughs> push too hard, and then it's like, oh great, you see that on the back. Oh fuck! I've never tried it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get, get those, uh, get those transfers, mate. Loads easier. Oh, man, I just stick labels on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just put labels on the back of a man. Like I'm. Yeah, I, like, I fuck it up majorly. <laughs> Loads easier though. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, before we kind of get into it, um, do you want to kind of tell us who you are and what the brand is? And yeah, I'm a lad, a lad from Sheffield. <laughs> um, the brand is it's me and my partner uh, Eleanor. Um, She's known as Vulcan Tattoo, a neo-traditional tattoo artist. Um, like, the brand is called The Devil's Playground, and it actually first started off not as a brand. It were a garage. Um, it were, my garage back in England used to build cars and motorbikes. Oh, sick. Yeah, and then uh, what happened was we made a, a shop T-shirt, just like a garage T-shirt, um, Ray enjoyed it and I was surrounded by like screen printers and stuff back in Sheffield um, so yeah we bought a press and decided to make a brand or try and make a brand everything that we made on a t-shirt people liked and we sold them so we were like let's carry on doing it That's and cool, yeah closed the garage and now it's a brand and we've got a tattoo studio in Helsinki so yeah, so about that. Well, what happened where um, I wanted a break from my job because uh, I actually worked for the police for like 10 years um, okay. in Sheffield uh, before all this. Uh, I used to like repair their cars. I had a bad accident and like messed my hands up. Um, well, I like, opened my own garage, did bits for a while. And then I met Eleanor and we decided to sell everything, get a camper van and go tour Europe, which was cool. Um, and then we, we, we kind of started the brand at that point with Eleanor's sister, who was called Lee. She's the manager at the studio as well. And she started the brand with us. Um, and she was here in Finland. She was living in Oulu. So we came up and visited. We was in Turku. We went to Turku, stayed there for like eight months. And then it got really cold. It was like minus 15 and we were living in a camper van. Oh, brutal. It was, it was like a 1992 Fiat Decato as well, so no insulation. <laughs> Just a um, corrugated shed. <laughs> oh, mate, it was worse. It had like gaps between door and stuff. It was awful. Awful. So yeah, then we went to Italy for like a year, um, where we learned how to screen print properly. And between Finland and Italy, we developed a brand of what we kind of wanted to do, um, and then moved back here uh, to Helsinki and uh, opened the tattoo studio. 
the rest is history, really. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been pretty fun. Yeah, that's a yeah. mad story. <laughs> yeah, like, everybody well, always talks about, like, selling everything and getting a van, but you've actually, like, gone and done it, and now you're, like, over there. Like, that's mad. It's not as glamorous as you think, though. Like, no. you see all these, like, YouTubers and all this yeah. stuff. We, well, we bought an old van. It was dog shit, mate. <laughs> it were, we, we drove from England down to France, then all the way through Europe. Uh, like, Germany took two days. Um, then Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, all of it. It was just, I can't believe the van made it, actually. We called it Broken Teeth because it gave us that much toothache. It broke down every day. <laughs> the only reason we kept it going is because, like, I'm a mechanic. Like, yeah, yeah, straight. <laughs> so do duct tape, cable ties, keep going. But, uh, it was fun. We had the printing press in the van. No way. <laughs> we, 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 we set up at a campsite once. It was a disaster. Don't <laughs> don't even know what I was thinking. So bad. What, what happened? It was just like trying to print on grass, like putting the press on the grass, <laughs> and it, you know, I was just I was still kind of learning it then. It was just yeah, disaster, mate. Don't try it. Stick to the printing lab. How um how were you uh, like curing the shirts then when you were printing on the road? Back then, we a heat gun. I had no idea what I was doing when we first started. And screen printing is a lot more, like, there's a lot of processes to it. It's a lot more difficult than people think. When I think, but when we bought that first press, I was very naive. Hmm. What was it? It's just, um, I have to send you a photo. It's just like a big, it was from a, a guy I know back in, works up called Dan. Uh, we bought it from him for like 200. He had a printing shop uh, i think they've closed now sadly because of covid um but yeah i bought it from him and uh and a screen then we bought more screens in italy and proper learned how to do it in italy it was, it's, it's it's a long process to learn though yeah 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 i think i mean we run obviously around the print business as well and it's we're constantly getting people coming to us and it's just like can yeah. you just print me one shirt yeah it's, it's like i will but i'll charge you for 20 yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i know what you mean and then they're like they're like oh right, okay how much would that be and i'd like send them a quote and it's like you know whatever it is like fucking 200 quid or something like, i'm not paying 200 pound for a t-shirt and i was like well go get it fucking digitally printed then yeah just going yeah but, yeah yeah oh. it's uh how um how did you come up with the the name for, well i mean the name for your garage really and then for as transition to the brand? I think we were watching a lot of, like, um, Rob Zombie films. House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. <laughs> I am the devil, here to do the devil's work. I loved all that thing. Yeah. I just thought, we were doing, like, I would try and do, like, hot rods, motorbikes, like, cafe races and things. And I just thought it went well, and no one had used it, so I was like, I'll have that. Fair enough, man. Uh, I even ummed and ahed about changing the name to Tattoo Design and Print, but I was like, that's cheesy. Yeah. Like, keep it what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. How did you come up with Downcast, and how did you come up with Twisted Wire? I'm interested. Um, 
Do you want to go first, Rube? Because yours is a bit more interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, so it's like quite a long story, so I'll like shorten it down. Um, but like when I like originally thought about starting a brand, like I wanted to, like I didn't want to do merch. Like I told it to like two or three people, like that I don't even like fucking speak to anymore, and they were like, "Oh, like so you're gonna do merch?" And it's like, "No, I'm not doing merch." Like, um, but I wanted something like to to tie myself into it, and I kind of thought the first thing you think of when you look at when you think of me is like tattoos. The first two you see it are like these two, and it's obviously like twisted wires and barbed wires. I get it. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. I actually want to hear Darcy's because I don't know this one. I've, I've, I've tried to figure out downcasts for a long time. Um, it's really boring. Um, oh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really anything interesting to it, to be honest. It was. I was just trying to come up with a name for for the brand. Um, and whenever I try and come up with names for whether it's designs or whatever. Um, basically just put it into like a long list and literally just write it down as the second it comes in I just blurt it out and I'll go back through it later and it's like 90% of it's just complete and utter shit and uh it was another really it was originally going to be called uh what was it downcast clothing I think it was or something like that um and then just came up with downcast apparel and I was like that fucking works that's it ran it's, it's like it comes off the tongue well I like it memorable so there, there was not really any other reason for it other than that to be completely honest it's you know That's it's cool. awesome you know when there's brands that have kind of stories behind the names and stuff like that but ours isn't one ah. <laughs> it, it sounded cool and it fit yeah cool stuck with it it's how it works yeah I mean with I think in the early days I did kind of tour around with changing it because you know, I can't sit still for fucking five minutes and my brain's just like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Do a rebrand. Uh, when I launched my print business, like I did the the logo and everything and came up with the name and you know put together all our brand the branding and brand guidelines and stuff like that. I think two months later, I was like, nah, I'm changing it. I literally just went and redid all the print materials, all the but it were early business cards. It were like early on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was early on, but it was kind of just like, I think I have a habit of kind of like putting together, I mean, not necessarily from a design perspective, like for downcast, but so my background's in graphic design. Um, but in terms of like when I'm, you know, doing actual graphic design as in like, you know, logo design or typeface design and stuff like that, it's kind of like my brain just fucking rushes through it, um, which is why I don't really like doing it anymore and why I don't ever take on any design clients so it's kind of like for when it was my own stuff artistic play yeah like I, I I went kind of went through the same process and was kind of just sped through it and like the early downcast logos were just fucking shit really oh, no. the second I got them printed as well because I obviously outsourced all the printing to begin with and I had like 50 shirts with this fucking logo on it and I was like what, I fucking what, hate all of these what was the logo uh, I haven't got it anywhere here. Um, it you have to was, send me a photo. It was just yeah, some was... fucking shitty font, like this jaggedy font, and it had like like a couple of laurels around it. Yeah. Um, and I think we only ever printed it on one T, luckily. Um, but yeah, that. You got to do it though. You got to make mistakes, like overprint, yeah, of course. like oversized printing things and printing in wrong places, and yeah. It's all a learning curve to making a product that you're like you're proud of. 
But what um kind of what drew you to kind of screen printing in particular then? Okay, so I'm trying to keep things short because I just go on tangents. So I don't know. I don't know if 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 you know this guy Anthony Allen. He owns Skull and Bones Boys Club. Like um, growing up in Sheffield, I were always surrounded by like screen printing people, bands, stuff like that. And I started driving this band called Dead Arts, and I met a geezer called uh, Anthony Allen, who owned Skull and Bones. Um, and I found it fascinating. This guy was like making clothing and meeting all these cool people, going on tour, you know, drumming, stuff like that. And then I, I met other people that were doing the same thing, like small clothing brands and stuff. So I was always surrounded by it. I just always found it, you know, you know kind of cool. Like, it's something that I was interested in. So when I transitioned from being a panel beater, um, it was like one of the things that had interested me. So I went towards that. <laughs> um, have you ever tried any any other print methods like DTF, vinyl, shit like that? No, um, huh? I've seen vinyl. I've seen vinyl being done. Um, I've been around it, looked at it, but I was always like fascinated by screen printing. It's such an old method. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like ancient. It's archaic, and we still do it today. It's it's fucking it's amazing. Like when you go when you look at like we did um an article on his website about silk screen printing and where it came from and stuff. And just to look at the research of where it came from, it's like, it's really cool. And, Don't you know... It's like China or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's proper ancient. Yeah. And it's like, we still do it today. And I think it still, provi- it like still provides the best print for me. Like, if you print it properly and you know what you're doing, you can make a print last longer than a T-shirt. Can you tell that to Ruben, please? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. Like, <gasps> Shot. Oh, sorry, Ruben. I'm going to go quiet now. <laughs> Make Jamie go red, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um, normally, me, me and Ruben are just fucking insulting each other constantly. So it's like when we come on air, it's like, right, we've got to be a bit more professional. But that just, like, I just... Nah, no, I love it. Banter, you are banter. If you were to oh, yeah. approach, just thought like you'd have been like, these two guys hate each other. But... <laughs> Why did they even invite me? Why were they even on this? Like, they just each other for, off for two hours. <laughs> but like, I have seen DTG printing, I looked into DT, DTG printing, yeah. and all I can say, I upset people every time I say something about this, so I'm being careful. No, no, go for it. Um, I don't agree so with DTG. I, I don't agree with it. It's like yeah. every item that I have ever had that is DTG printed, it disappears. Like the print should last longer than the T-shirt. Yeah, it should. You yeah. know, and the T-shirt should be a good T-shirt. It should last a long bloody time as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, I think I think with DTG, it does it does have its place. Um, yeah, promotional. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. It's gone short well, runs. I hate fast fashion. Like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm stuff. exactly the same, mate. You know. Um, but for that kind of purpose, like it does fill its purpose in that role, sort of thing. But I think Definitely. when you see, when you're seeing kind of brands that are kind of like exclusively doing, like you know, your um, like drop shipping essentially, um, and it's you know that's all DTG. Yeah, and kind of like, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, you can tell the difference. I've well. never seen. Yeah, yeah, of course you can. You I've never seen off. the quality. Never yeah. seen the quality come close to screen printing or even like super color transfers. Yeah, yeah. And there's some good transfers now. I was looking at like the plastisol transfers, mm. and they they are they're interesting to me. Like because mm. you know it's the longevity kind of thing. That's what I would like my brand to go, like our brands to go more down that route over time. Yeah. Instead you, of BPG um, in fast fashion, have you looked into um, Supercolor? No, no. I use um, I use Amex Plastisols. Nice. No, I mean Supercolor was in transfers. No, they're bigger. Oh. That's what this is. I would kind of try. I've got that T-shirt as well. I nearly put it on earlier. I just didn't have time. I was like running back, like ah. <laughs> so. Quick, get it out of the scrap bin. Get it out of the bin. Bloody hell, clean floor yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, I got some I got some t-shirts from some big brands. Um, yeah. And then I was talking to another brand owner. I'm not mentioning any names. Uh, we, we, he started asking me about DTG and I went off on a tangent as usual. And it turns out that his merchandise is made at the same place as the brand that I was slagging off. For, for that one t-shirt, that print. Other than that, it was like, yeah. I just don't like it. It's not good for your, for your customers. It's like going for a tattoo, for instance. You wouldn't just go because it's cheap. You want a piece that you know lasts longevity. It's the same with it with clothing. If you want good clothing, you spend money. I think it's. Uh, I think it was Danny from Flipping Sweet. Do you follow him? Don't print shop up north. He's a he's a he's a Yorkshire lad as well. Um, he uh, he shared this thing on his story, and it was like um, like a Venn diagram, and it was like good and fast and it was like is expensive um and like cheap and fast is going to be shit and then like yeah all, the, all these like intertwining things and it was just like yeah it was uh yeah my, sorry my brain just went off on one for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of i know it's i know it's the big difference in in fashion when i started looking a little bit more high fashion so there's a shop here in helsinki called beam hill which is like um the streetwear shop here so you go there they've got like stussy and things like you know and they're, they're really good you pick up their t-shirt and it's like it's so heavy it's good quality it's screen printed and it's like that t-shirt you know is going to last you a long time but yeah it's a bit pricey it shouldn't be pricey to buy something that's long that, that's long lasting no, it shouldn't be. But I think, you know, I mean, we've talked about it on here before, like with you get a lot of brands out there that kind of, and I, you know, I experience it from a print business owner point of view as well, where I'm getting people coming to me that it's like, oh, I'm going to start a brand and I'm going to sell these one color print AS color heavyweight t-shirts for 90 quid. Yeah. It's just like, I know what that t-shirt costs and I know what I charge. And it's like, it's doable though. It's it's doable. If you look at Virgil Abloh and Kanye West, they created a brand called Pyrex, and that brand was literally just a test, and it was to print on cheap stuff and uh, printing on Dickies blanks and stuff, and they sold them for so much money, made it so big. And Dickies blanks are fucking expensive, mate. <laughs> Not to Kanye West or Virgil though. So this is true. This is true. But you know, what I mean, they did it. Like it's doable. Like most of the brands, like not most of the brands, but a lot of brands out there just like get cheap t-shirts, 
mm. print it DTG and then put it out there, same price as people who screen print it and find that one T-shirt that'll last a long time. It's, yeah. it's sad, but it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think, you know, my, I think my point was more kind of, you know, the brands that kind of think they're, they're obviously going to be the next big thing sort of thing. Um, mm. because they're kind of trying to go down like the the hair route or the represent clothing or the supreme or whatever and just go with like you know the really basic like little text or whatever and then think they can charge an arm and a leg for it and it's kind of like it's you know the reason that those brands like hero and stuff like that are so successful is because they are that you know they've gone fucking balls deep with it and they've got everything cut and so it's custom garments and shit. All cut and so yeah. Yeah, it's not off the shelf blanks. Like and, you know, and we 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 use off the shelf blanks because really? I mean we'd, we we're just not gonna hit the, the minimums. And like you know, we have had some custom stuff made up. Um so we've had socks done and things like that. Stuff like that you kind of have to. Yeah. Um and even then like the minimums were like 250. Yes, and it's still expensive when you get the when you get the like the shippings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, and I I think a lot of people that kind of are trying to start these brands, you know, with like you know just a simple word or they've got a phrase or whatever, and they are predominantly streetwear based brands don't realize that that's kind of what goes into it it's kind of like you know there's there's so much more than going oh yeah i'm just going to get a nice blank and print this single yeah. screen print on and yeah. charge a fortune for it so you, you, you it's not yeah imagine there's some brands it does work for but the amount that you know we spoke about it with chessie on the last one um at the amount of kind of these brands popping up that Chessie's seen as well and it's I'm seeing them too it's fucking mental and they're so, they all think they're going to be the next big thing but then again I suppose as brand owners you kind of have to think like that don't you oh you've got to drive it forward there yeah, definitely but you've got to be realistic at the same same time with that I think more or less with that sort of thing of just like getting a simple logo or just like a like box text or something and stick on a t-shirt i think it's just like monkey see monkey do and it you just sort of like you know you don't you know like take like hera for example like you see that sort of thing and you're like oh well it's easy it's just put in you know a four letter word on a t-shirt you know like they're not seeing the story that like ash went to like on a whim to manchester met colin mcgregor as a narrative yeah, yeah, like they, they don't like people don't see the background, do they? They just kind of see the finished product and then go, oh, well, if I do that, I'll get this. I guess it's the same with anything, though, isn't it? Like, you know, like sort of like influence, uh, you know, like influencers and modelers, models, you kind of go, that's easy. I'll take a selfie. And it's like, it's all like that kind of same thing, isn't it? It is like, you know, kind of how it's like monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. yeah. Understand the mechanics behind it. They just kind of think they can chuck some shit together and then it's going to, you know, it's going to make them a million quid overnight when. But it's always there. It's the longevity of something. It's like, it's all right having an idea, but seeing it through and having a narrative behind it and yeah. like learning who you are along the way, developing it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Most people don't have the longevity for doing it. And that's why they don't like last. No. I think that's because you see. I guess, like, the ones you hear about are the ones that went, like, stupid, like, successful, like, really quickly. And I guess people do just go, mm. I'll fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of on, on that, then, where, kind of, I know we had a, a brief chat about it on our on our little video chat um, about kind of, like, where you're kind of pushing the brand and, like, what are you doing with that, then? 
what's the uh well the next year looking like let's say later this year i'm going back to school i'm gonna learn how to make clothing properly like from scratch because i've got an idea like we, we, we we've all got an idea of making like sustainable clothing so hemp cottons is like so much better for the planet you know it's um, in the, i think I, I might quote this wrong but in the same time as one field of cotton's grown you can grow four of of hemp you know what i mean and then the waste you can use for different things as well uh, so i'd like to learn how to make my own clothes to be able to get people on to work with me to make my patterns, my t-shirts, because we make custom designs. I'd like the, the, instead of using blanks, to use something just as custom as the design that goes on it. Because yeah. for us, we don't mass produce. We only make limited runs of some of that. You know, our t-shirts, I, t- I take my time with what I produce so that they're right. You know what I mean? They're, they're good, I'm proud of it, that, that kind of thing. So for us to go more along the route of that, instead of trying to, you know, try, I'm going to be bad Monday. You know, I'm never going to be bad Monday. I ain't got a million in, in my back pocket that I'm hiding, you know, to, to go and do it. So it's like, just to concentrate on what we're doing, make it better, make t-shirts last longer, make clothing last longer and make something a bit more different. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's wicked. That's what I, saw, I saw recently that you'd been like, you'd actually, you like on the floor with that like, sewing machine, like putting like patterns to get, like putting like sewing patterns together and stuff, and just like, man, that's so cool. Like you're actually more difficult than you think, though. Like making a t-shirt, you think oh, it's easy? Hey, not no. <laughs> just that's get that bit and that bit and that bit. <laughs> well, I made it out of the wrong material, the first one, so it had no stretch, and the t-shirts that I want to make, the the collar is not um, an adjustable collar. It's actually made of the same material as the T-shirt. And you double it up, you make a tube, and then you it's a different size to the neckline. So when you sew them, you've got to stretch. And I made my first material. Oh, it didn't have no stretch, so it like kind of stone halfway around. It looked mint, but... <laughs> so I've got some real material now, and I'm just practicing learning, and then go back to school and learn properly, like from proper seamsters, which is going to be cool. Awesome. What is it then? Is it like a is it like a degree or something, or is it just a? It's like with the university here in Finland, they're so good with like learning. Um, so if if you're like my age, because I'm, I'm like thirty two, um, they like offer courses in afternoons and things for people who are working that want to learn different things, and you, you pay you have to pay for the course, you know, which is not free. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you want these things. You want to go forward, you've got to pay, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah. But it should be cool. I don't get a degree from it, but next year, if it works out well, I'd like to go to like more of a fashion school. I've learned business. I've learned a lot of business in the past few months. Now it's time to learn fashion. Oh, wicked, mate. That's fucking yeah. awesome. It's yeah. really, really cool to see like somebody going down that kind of route because, I mean, I mean, personally, I've, I've not seen anybody go down that route. Well, I kind of like... I've, I've always done car interiors and bike seats and stitching and okay. stuff. Yeah. And I've always been good on a sewing machine. So it was like easy, not an easy progression, um, a natural progression, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, though. Uh, you ever sewed your finger? Never sewed my finger. I stabbed myself many times doing, like, because I, I, like, hand finish all my labels off after. I like to do, like, I do a securing stitch, then I do a nice decorative stitch over the top of it. 
and then I, I hand finish them. So every time I do t-shirts, I just sit with a needle and I have to do like two knots per t-shirt. You've done like 500 t-shirts. Just, ah, ah, constant. <laughs> oh no. I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> Could you guys do things in-house as well? I, I, like, obviously, Darcy, you're a screen printing expert god, so... Apart from an expert, mate. <laughs> what about sticking? Do you do any? Um, so we've, we've considered adding embroidery to the studio. That'd be um, cool. But it's just a fuck it, because it's just me on my own. It's like that's you know, a there's obviously the cost and the route we want to go down, we want to go fucking you know, top of the range embroidery machine. Um, because we made the mistake with screen printing, it's kind of like where where we had the money, we kind of went, Oh, we can get this, which is like you know, this this awesome bit of kit, or we could get the bit below it, like the piece of kit below it for X amount less, and then we can put that money aside for something else. When in reality, what we should have done is just bought the best we could because the yeah. things haven't lasted. And it's kind of like, so the embroidery machine, the route I'm going to go down is go with Baradan. Um, and they're like, I think they're like 13 grand for a single head machine. Yeah. So there's that. And then it's another headache to add into the mix. It's and to learn it. It's a new skill to learn, and it's yeah. Like, I've got enough on my hands with screen printing, so I think until we kind of get to the stage where I can hire somebody to basically come in and just fucking run embroidery, um, and that will be kind of split over both the brand and and the studio sort of thing. That's when we'll go down that route. But for the time being, I think it's just you know, it's 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 not worth the headache. The minute no, I'm going to be sick going on, be sick with embroidery though, dude. Yeah. Fingers across. Yeah. No, I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it and I'd love to learn it. And, you know, we've got some, you know, we always have really fucking like, like good ideas that we think would look fucking banging with embroidery. And like, the thing is, is, you know, I'd like to do like big back pieces on jackets and shit like that. But when you get a quote to outsource it, it's silly money for embroidery. Yeah. Really fucking silly money. And it's, you know, it's just not worth it. So I can't fucking sell a jacket for that much. No, but you know, or, but yeah, so we, we, we'll hopefully do it eventually. But uh, yeah, Rube does a bit of sewing though. Are you, uh, you yeah, so I, do. I, got, I, uh, I got my little sewing machine that I put my labels on with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hate it, mate. It's always part of the job for me. I can, I can, I, I like, I studied over the do you do ham labels? Um, yeah, so like, uh, I put like, um, yeah, ham labels. I can throw you some easy tips. I, I'll I'll send them because it's like yeah. I studied for so long how to do it, and I've, it got me so mad. Just trying to like sandwich it and then stick it in, do it. it that don't work because they never. Yeah, yeah. But there's some methods, some really good methods that were very difficult to find. <laughs> to be fair, like what I did was um, like when I was. Um, so like when I was just having like little hem labels or when I'm, you know, when like folded over the t-shirt and stuff, I was getting a pair of hair straighteners and like folded them like, yeah. Epic. Uh, yeah, and that was obviously not like going down too tight because it melts the fucking label, but you know, just holding it and closing it, like you get the perfect little seal. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I'm going to steal that trick. 
mate, use it. Like, I, I thought you, I thought you were going to agree with me and be like, oh yeah, no, look, I know that one. Yeah, no, let's take. I'm the muppet with the iron. I just sit there with an iron and a piece of fabric uh, and fold them and hours, hours. <laughs> have you have you got a top tip for uh, for embroidery or stitching then? Stitching, uh, get the right thread. Don't get cheap thread. Get right needles and buy a singer. Fair enough. Buy a singer. I like. I got a singer heavy duty. It's nice. It's good. It's like one hit wonder. Sets up every time. Beautiful. What's um what's kind of like the rest of the studio looking like then? Do you call it a studio, by the way, or what do you call okay, it? Okay, so we've got the tattoo studio because obviously Ellen is a neo traditional artist. She she it it works with like this is one question first actually. Are you both also tattoo inspired clothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. It's like there's a little cult of us <laughs> just here trying to trying to produce it. <laughs> um but yeah. We, we have the tattoo studio in the front and we have four tattoo artists and Eleanor and then we have Lee managing it and we have the clothing in the front of the shop and then in the back I have a print lab in the back of the studio so uh, there's a big barn door he opened that and it's in there got a dark room in there and stuff as well it's, it's oh. pretty pretty good Fair enough. You've got one up on me there. I don't if have you a ever, dark room. <laughs> if you ever come to uh, Helsinki, you'll have to come for a tattoo. Come and check it out. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I do want to see more of Scandinavia. We went to um, went to Copenhagen on our uh, honeymoon and absolutely fucking loved it. And oh, wow. Like, yeah, I've, I've got a mate who's uh, who's got a bit of family, um, I think over in Finland. I don't know where, um, but he always goes on about it, and he's like, he's travelled across Scandinavia and all that. And he's like, it's fucking one of the most amazing places in the world. It's like, so I just want to see more of it. Yeah. Beautiful in summer, winter is a bit cold. Yeah, yeah. We're northern though, mate. We're northern. Better than fucking workshop. <laughs> where I was living. Yeah, that's where I was, that's where I was born. In workshop. Yeah. Shut up. No way. Yeah. I used to. Li- I lived seven years in workshop. I think. Oh yeah. Shit all. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I, I was born in workshop and then uh, moved around a little bit. Lived just outside of Donny. Um, spent a lot of time in Sheffield. Lived in Scunthorpe for a bit. Scunny. Yeah, that's a lovely Ooh. part of the world. Lovely part. <laughs> I do miss. I miss England from time to time. Time to time. We just had a a guest artist called Jamie, who's from England. I can't remember where he's from. That's bad. Um, But he was saying, like, it's just dangerous there now. He's moving out of England. He said he's, like, very desperate after Brexit and Mm. after COVID. And I heard, like, so many stories of, like, shops and brands and print shops and stuff closing because of COVID. It's so sad. Yeah. And she came back to Sheffield. It destroyed me seeing Sheffield in that state. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, d- I don't think it's necessarily as bad down here, but then again, it's never been as bad in the South. As bad down there. That, that's, a, that's a different topic of conversation that we probably won't get on to. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it is, man. It is. It's kind of, you know, I think we were talking about it, um, talking about, like, when uh, Doncaster went through its, like, little... Uh, <laughs> rejuvenation and all that and it's kind of like up there now and it's just all gone to shit again it's just it's just 
I don't think I'd enjoy seeing Doncaster. <laughs> I guess say yes. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, it's it's sad seeing like you know when you walk up the high street and stuff like that, and it's kind of regardless of whether it's clothing shops or whatever, it's kind of seeing empty shops boarded up or whatever. And we have it on the high street just up the road from us. It's kind of like I was thinking the other day we've got quite. Um, a decent little skate park up there and it's always fucking rammed but there isn't a skate shop within 15 miles should be a skate shop there then mm, that's what i was thinking that'd be good I like, yeah i was like downcast skate shop yeah downcast skates i like it um yeah um and yeah there's a there's a couple of units that are available like literally over the road from the skate park <laughs> so gonna cost it up and see if it's doable i mean i mean the, the problem is is because we couldn't have two sites because it's just it'd just be too fucking expensive and i'd end up spending not enough time at one and feel guilty for spending the money for rent and shit you know um so we'd need somewhere that kind of has you know a decent shop front um, because we've got a fair bit of gear and like if we're a skate shop we need to fucking stop back it out really and, yeah. you know <laughs> uh, and the lot sort of thing um, and uh, but then it'd have to have like a um, like almost like an industrial space at the back so I mean we've got a lot of gear you know we've got a, a, a fucking I was lucky to find ours, ours were like that the shop itself mm. was nice and then the back was like an old garage mm. And it was a That's big perfect. garage space. I had to paint garage floor paint on it and stuff. It's like That's something it. like that would be perfect for you. It's yeah. nice to be in the location as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've been looking for, I mean, I, I, I look fairly regularly anyway, just to see what's out there in case we ever wanted to grow or move or whatever. And it's kind of just like the places that are coming up at the minute that would kind of be suitable in terms of like the location, they're just fucking too small. Or it's like, you know, the, the retail space is really good, but then you go into, you know, what would essentially be like the storage space for a normal shop. We yes, use sure. that as the print shop sort of thing. Um, it's just fucking tiny. It's like a cupboard. It's like, I can't fit my fucking press in there. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah. you know, we've just upgraded our exposure unit and everything as well. And that's, that's an absolute beast. And then I saw your drying machine. I saw your drying machine. What, what is this drying machine that you've got? How quick does that make your screens dry? Uh, I'm driving about 25, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Good. Yeah, you've got like, I look all the time, you've got some right good kit. I wish my shop looked like that. <laughs> thanks one day thanks yeah it's it's taken a while i mean it's it's one of those things where we've just kind of upgraded like along the way like you know we had like really fucking shit gear to begin with like you know like fucking everybody does we all do like, yeah. um and it was just like along the way it's like nah can't deal with that anymore it's gotta go gotta get something better and just built it up and up and you know i mean for, i mean for the exposure unit that was a kind of i guess special circumstance because it basically came up for sale and they never come up for sale and i, I didn't have the money and i just said to nick so i was like can we use the savings can we get it please? Like, your savings i need it <laughs> so i don't fucking have any um so yeah she, she lent me the money for that um but it was it was kind of one of those ones it was too good an opportunity to turn down because brand new they're like fucking six and a half seven grand 
So it was like, yeah, got a really good deal on it. Um, and it's a fucking amazing bed kit. Um, I think the unit we had before was exposing in about, it was about a minute 30, minute 40. Um, and now I'm exposing in 18 seconds. Wow. 18 seconds is amazing. And, you know, I mean, it could be quicker if we switched over to like a polymer emulsion or something, like you could expose in like four seconds, which is just... There's just no need. <laughs> no, no, I know. I mean, what's the difference between 18 seconds and four seconds? You know? So just in terms of like your, your artwork and the design side of things then, is it Eleanor is a, a bit, she does everything yeah well what we what we found over the past few years like we, we're like five year old now the brand like not full five years but we started five years ago yeah and we kind of like sit down throw some ideas together and shoot shit and then she does this magical thing where she just picks up an ipad and then boom there's like the crazy design on there Hmm. Um, like the brand wouldn't be the brand without Eleanor. It wouldn't be the brand without me. It's, it's a, a conjoined thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's uh, she's the mastermind behind all the designs. But now, to be fair, what we're starting to do is we we always did a tattoo lounge merch T-shirt because our tattoo studio was called the Tattoo Lounge Helsinki because we didn't want to call it TDP because we had like we have like a a, a lounge theme in there it's like chill as chill as shit yeah and so what we decided to do is we have a lot of good guest artists from around the world come all the time mm-hmm. so we're going to do like one shop t-shirt and then a guest artist t-shirt That's so cool. work with these we're working with someone called pixel cuteman who was an amazing tattoo artist he came to a shop not long back and he's done a design for his next range mm-hmm. it's sick but it's like meeting these people is, I think, crucial. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. That's really fucking cool. That's really cool. It's, I mean, it, it kind of like the, like working with more tattoo artists is something we always wanted to do. But like, I don't know, just like the opportunity for the right one hasn't really come up. Well, luckily, I'm like, we've got a tattoo studio. <laughs> well, exactly, that's what I mean. It's like, well, are, you, are you planning on doing kind of more, like, on the brand side of things with, like, like guest artists or whatever? Like, No, the brand the brand will always be, like, mine and Eleanor's ideas and designs. Um, but, like, an offshoot that we have, it's not really an offshoot, but we'll always do a tattoo lounge T-shirt which will be like a merch t-shirt of our shop because we're like a sister company within it. It's like TDP and Tattoo Lounge is the same business. Yeah. But obviously, I don't know, like what we've done with this brand, we've took a long time to decide how, how we want to produce our designs. So now we have a bit of an idea of like the type of graphic tea we're going to produce, the slogan kind of tea we produce, the tattoo design tea we produce. So we're going to, work together and, and produce more of what we're doing. But I'm just really getting into multicolor prints at the moment. Yeah. Nearly killed me, but it's fun. What um what press have you got? Is it a four I've got like a it's a it's a cheap press. It's a four arm press, but one of the arms broke, so it's a three arm press. Um for now. I've got that exact same press and the exact same thing happened to me while the arms broke. Yeah. 
You've seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I know the exact one, mate. I got it upstairs in the attic. Honestly, setting that machine up is a challenge, but I, I was taught, right? My dad uh, was a steel worker, and when he was taught steel working, he used uh, a lathe, and the lathe was bent in the center, so you constantly had to adjust to keep straight line. And he always said, like, if you can use a shit tool, then when you use a good tool, you'll be a professional. So I've always been like that. Even in the old garage, like in garage life, I've always used shit welders. And then when you go to a good welder, you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, perfect <laughs> ones. Uh, spray guns, the spray guns have been the same. And printing presses now have become the new tool. Um, and like my, uh, my exposure unit is a handmade exposure unit out of pallet wood, a piece of glass and some lights. And we did <laughs> masses of calculations together in Italy to figure out exactly how long it would take. It takes two minutes, uh, two minutes 45 to get a perfect screen of it. And it's like, it's That's handmade quick for a bodged thing. Yeah. That's really was fucking quick for a handmade unit. Well, I sent you some photos. We, we built it and it was like, we, we, we started the brand with no money. Like, Eleanor put in money at the beginning to get the press and, and the screen printing, uh, like, equipment that we got. And then over the time, it's just produced enough money to keep making T-shirts. And it's yeah. spiraled that way. So we never took money from it. It only produced itself, <laughs> which we were lucky to do. Um, but, yeah, then we made this, uh, this uh, exposure unit. And the calculations that went into the ballast, the light, what light it was, how far it was away from the glass, how many lights you use in there to space. It was insane watching them figure it out, but like, it works perfect. I've been using it for like four years and I still haven't got a vacuum thing. It works perfect for me. Yeah. Do you know what? I was absolutely fine with using like my ghetto like version of an exposure unit. It was literally until Darcy upgraded with his uh, I forget the name of it. But um Darcy upgraded with his exposure unit and like sold me his last one. So yeah. like, that's the only reason why I upgraded. Yeah, well, it works works. Like I'll do the same. If, if I come across like you two, if I come across the opportunity to get uh, an exposure unit, I'll get an exposure unit. But for now, the screens that I use, I, I know my times, I built the thing, you know, I know how it works. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. But I'm from a fabricating background, so it's like, it's not a piece of shit. It's, it's all right. Did you have, like, how many fuck-ups did you have with it? Like, At the beginning, I could not, like, learning how to develop screens has been one of the most frustrating, difficult things I've done. Because it's like, you think you've got everything perfect and then you've used something, you put your thumb on it, or I don't know. Like, it just blows out every time. Fluffy lines, it's, like, it's, it's infuriating. Yeah. But when you crack it and you just like, it becomes natural, you're like, okay, that's too much. And you, you wash it out, it's perfect. And you're like, okay, I know exactly what I'm doing now. And just repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of trial and error when you start. No one realizes. No, no, you don't. It's kind of, you know, you see, you watch videos on YouTube of people printing or whatever on Instagram or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, that looks, you know, it doesn't look easy, but it's no. like, I could do that. I saw and people printing. Like, I thought it was easy when I started. I thought it was easy. I saw my, two people, two of my mates back in England printing, then another one printing and using vinyl. And I thought, I can do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>
not, no, we've all not been until five years later. But we've all been through it, mate. Yeah. I think every, every brand who prints himself or every screen printer, I think. Um, nice. You know how much I suffered recently. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun though. Like, oh, right. do you want to go through your um, your exposure story, bro? Go for it. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm so glad that you find the humour in this. I'm glad that it does. He's <laughs> chuckling away. <laughs> because, right. So. Um, so I'm obviously like uh, dropping new stuff for Twisted Wire. Um, I had the, the, the photo shoot was last Saturday and it's been booked in for like nearly two months. Um, and everything was like, even though it's been booked in like for the last few months, everything was kind of just left for the last minute. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, mate, like, I was exposing screens uh, like Friday night, like for the shoot in the morning. And like, I'd, no, I'd never used the exposure unit before. Um, and what like, what the problem was, was, um, so I built the old one, and the light was coming from the top. So I was putting the design, so I was putting like the um, like the acetate on top of the screen, and like the light's coming down. But the one that I got from Darcy, like the light comes underneath it, and I was still putting like the acetate. Up, but yeah, so and I literally like I'll have to send you a photo. Like I washed out. Like, so screens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like. Like I literally, like, look at him. Like, he loves it. Like, <laughs> he called me. He called me in a fucking complete panic. Oh my like, what god! Did I do wrong. He was. Like, I've got like two screens left. <laughs> literally, like, walking through it. Yeah, yeah so and I was like, the photo shoot was the following day. I had no more emotions. Uh, like stripper, like no more emotions. Nah. Everything. And I was like, I rang Darcy at like, like fucking quarter to one in the morning, and I'm like, mate, like, tell me. Oh, <laughs> we're on we're, we're on FaceTime, like and it's just like you fucking idiots upside down. <laughs> I bet you loved that phone call. Oh, mate, literally like, I sent like I, I sent him a message afterwards and I'm like, the exposure time was one minute four seconds. I'm like, we got this shit. Don't <laughs> tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, hundred percent he's like, fuck what you think, I'm bringing that up on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that is amazing. And as soon as you started explaining it, then the penny dropped. Tyler, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't. Oh, you did. <laughs> amazing. He was sending me all these voice notes, like proper panics, and I was just like, I've got to do something to help it. And uh, I was just like, I don't, I don't understand what he's doing wrong. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Even if he was like massively like underexposing or overexposing, you're gonna see something. Yeah. Was, like, why is it solid? Nothing in the screen. I was just like, what? It was yeah. <laughs> like just like a blurry outline of the design, like nothing in the middle, just like like one t-shirt, like um well, I don't know, like this design in particular, like it was just like the outline, but like, nothing in the middle, like just the outline. And oh, I'm like, no. uh, so I'm like, mate. I'm going to die if you don't help me. <laughs> and the kicker was as well, is it like, it wasn't even just the fact of, oh, well, I, you know, I'll have to cancel the photo shoot or whatever. Like, my model um, my model came down from Scotland, which is like six and a half hours drive from where, like, oh where we shot. God. So, like, that was all sort of going. It was just like, shit, if I get this wrong now, like, the whole thing's off. <laughs> I've just messed the model about. <laughs> oh no! Like, like everything, like everything went a treat. Like the like the day went perfect. Like the prints were awesome. Like, but yeah. 
I told you you were a god, Darcy. You just didn't listen. Yes. <laughs> like, honestly, like, having screen printer mates, I think, changes everything. I ain't got none. <laughs> um, but, like, on those times where you're learning, like that, for instance, if you've got no one to call, you just give up and be like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Even learning, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I got my screen, like, I got screen exposing down to a T. It was just like the stupid thing of one light, like, the light source coming from a different way. God. Like, yeah. Like, it didn't block that any light out. It was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, laugh it up, honestly. It's, it's funny. Fuck me. Oh. <laughs> God. I, uh, I made a mistake at the beginning when I were plastic, doing Plastisol for the first time. I were printing T-shirts and I didn't know what I was doing. I put the T-shirts on top of the other T-shirts and when they were wet. And then, <laughs> that was like the biggest mess I've done so far. It's like, pile them all up. Like, print, pile, print. Yeah, fucking made messes on the back of it. And the worst, I think probably the worst, as we're sharing stories, I think probably the worst one that I did was... Uh, Basically, not curing the inks. It's obviously based. Well, I kind of put them in the. Um, we used to cure with a heat press, and I literally put them in for like ten seconds. And I was like, "That's done. It's dry." Stretched it, and it didn't crack or anything like that. Perfect. Sent out a load of pre-orders and wow. had like ten emails back saying I've washed it and all the inks come off and everything like that. And I was like, "Oh." Fuck. God. And uh yeah, that was my introduction into properly curing water-based inks. It was uh that's a nightmare. Yeah. But um I mean luckily they were all very understanding, bar one, um, who was a dickhead. Um <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was that was that was my introduction to it. And I haven't done it since. So, you know, now obviously we've got the conveyor, it's a hell of a lot easier, but um, that's the uh, that's the next upgrade on the list. Um, which, um, so if, theoretically, if, if you were to upgrade kind of any piece of equipment in your, uh, in your print lab, what would you go for? Like, straight off a bat, I'd, I'd upgrade to a, a press, a proper press, like a mister's press. Yeah. Definitely. What sort of thing would you? What sort of thing would you be looking again? Never automated. I like. I like printing. Yeah. Like I don't like automated. And also, Darcy put me off it completely the other day, uh, telling me about the people he's working with. <laughs> like the, the nightmare of the whole process is. And for one person, I don't think it's good. So I don't know. I mean, manual. If, it, if it's refined well, I think it works really well. And it's kind of like, from my perspective, being there, seeing like, so we had like a really good few days printing at this other shop. And it was like the ease that you can do things on an auto is fucking crazy compared to a manual. It's like even, you know, I mean, we've got a fucking MR cruiser. It's, you know, top of the range fucking manual press. Um, and it's like, even on that, it's like, yeah, the auto is just miles ahead. Smooth. Like, I would imagine but it just takes the fun out of it for me. It's like driving an auto, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely yeah. get it, and I, I don't know if I ever would like. I'd probably more likely want to add another manual to the shop and get somebody else printing before I go auto, just because I like the manual side of it. But and company. Yeah, yeah, and it's. You know what I mean? 
but if production kind of capacity ever increased to the point where it was like okay we're fucking struggling now it would be yeah that's that's the time to upgrade to an auto and it's kind of working at this other shop now and running their auto for them um it's like i'm i'm doing my training so if the time ever came that I do it for my own place, you know what you're doing. Fuck about with you know. Oh, how does this work? You know, go through the whole process again, sort of thing. It's kind of I've already done it, yeah. um, which is cool. But yeah, so you'd upgrade the press then. I'd upgrade my press definitely, and then probably embroidery machines at some point. Yeah, nice. What would you guys upgrade? Uh, my next next one's going to be the dryer. Need a bigger dryer. So we've only got like a a little conveyor dryer, it's a little buddy. Um, and if we were just doing plastisol, absolutely fine. I'll buy it churn, off, out, churn out about 300 pieces an hour. Um, but because we're doing water-based, we have to do two passes through the dryer ah. or slow it right down. And it's like, you know, you're standing there waiting to put a next T-shirt on. And it's like, because it's water-based, I've got it in the screen. I can't really be fucking can't really do that. That, like, hanging about like so this i mean it's part of the reason we've kind of from the sh- from the print shop side of it we've considered adding plastisol to the lineup um because this other shop i'm working at they have <laughs> print plastisol um and it's like just to make like a the longer runs easier and b the high color count runs easier because it's like you know i can do a six color print with water base no problem but it's stressful because it's like I'm I'm conscious that that ink is drying. Yeah, and all the time. By the time I've gone round four times on an underbase, four times on a fucking another color, four times on another color, four times on another color. By the time you get to that last screen, mm. it's like that's getting a bit tricky now. Yeah, you know, even in, yeah, like even with adding in like retardants and stuff like that. So I think what we'll probably do at some point is like anything above four color like including full color we basically say we're doing it plastisol um and you know i I don't like i've had this conversation with a lot of people with like the you know water-based versus plastisol kind of argument about like you know obviously mainly about the sustainability side of it kind of like and obviously you're big on your sustainable side of things yeah where kind of where do you stand like i know you print plastisol don't you I love plastisol. I love working with plastisol. I love how it looks when it's when it's printed. And like I've got t-shirts that I didn't even cure properly at the beginning that are still like nearly spot on. Do you know what I mean? Some of them are spot on. And yeah, you look at any other brand, like even off-white, off-white of screen printing plastisol. Mm. It's mental. So I'd stick with plastisol. Yeah. What yeah, a big man. What about scares me? I know I'm going to lock screen after screen. I found Unlocker today. I ordered um, like from my screen printing supplies. Emotion Unlocker, like that gel. Yeah. Changed my life. My screens are like brand new. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it, like the water base that just destroys screens, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I think every water-based printer goes through that, and it's. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think the first few screens I did, I didn't clean out properly. I kind of just like wiped the ink off um, because I just didn't know any better. And then gone to use the screens again, and it's like the ink just isn't going through. Oh, I was God. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's basically just turned into fucking cement in the match. 
Okay. But then can you unlock it from the screen or is the screen knackered? No. I'd, I'd knackered under the screen. There are chemicals that you can use to get it out, but a lot of them aren't very nice. And yeah, I mean, but we just obviously just with water based like we use retardants and stuff like that, um, keep it hydrated and fucking work fast, you know? That's what you got to do. But it's, I, I don't, I mean, for me personally, anyway, the feel of water based just fucking blows everything out outside the water. And that's what I prefer, sort of thing. So yeah. it's like for downcast, I'd, I'd never go plastic just because I've always printed water based and I don't want to change like the look and feel of it. Your prints are beautiful though. Like the, even the first t shirts you sent me out a year, a year ago, over a year ago, they're still exactly the same. I think you were over a year ago, Dan. It's probably a couple of years ago. I think we yeah, I've been living here two and a half years. I think I'd been here like half a year or something recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, something like that. So probably two. Mental. Yeah. No, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> glad, uh, glad they've not ended up as uh, print rags. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, I, I do mess ups for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kind of, I mean, obviously you've been running the brand for a while now. Have you got a proudest achievement or proudest moment or something in particular that's happened that stands out oh god um we ended up in a magazine at some point that was pretty cool yeah. but it was like models inc mag they did like a, a feature on us which was about three years ago four years ago maybe Oops. and then my highest achievement was seeing like i know it's weird but tommy uh, txh59 underscore 59 when he was wearing when he was wearing my tee, I was like angling, like full bar. But he lives in Torquay. I'm going to meet up with him at some point and shoot together, which would be interesting. But that was probably it. So on the flip side of that, um, not yeah. So like, where do your like biggest frustrations of the brand come from? <clears throat> Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Instagram. The thing is, like. You guys will see this, right? I, I see creative people using Instagram for different methods all the time. So I see tattoo artists using it. I see like people, influencers, all of that. Because my profile went a bit mental this year. I see, I, I see a lot of it. And everybody's struggling. Everybody. Except the people who have got multi-million followers or a lot of followers. My profile itself is, is, is not struggling. Like It's going crazy. But you see, like, tattoo artists producing absolutely beautiful pieces and, and, mm. and putting them up every time, and they get no audience. Nobody sees what they're creating. And it's the same with musicians, same with clothing brands. Like, for instance, you, you, there's no audience because Instagram are limiting audience all the time. So the people that we could reach out to that actually, you know, have a cause a correlation between the t-shirt that you've produced and what they're feeling and they want to buy that and they want to wear that they're never going to see it because instagram doesn't let them see it so my my frustration comes from that it's, okay. it's such a bitch like yeah no. it's a digital portfolio it's a digital catalog you know yeah. it's what we what we have but it's run and managed so wrong hmm. well i mean it used to be pretty good when it used to be in like uh, what was it it was more like chronological yeah yeah and that was good because it was kind of like you could literally just see who posted today 
not exactly not worrying about trying to get fucking ahead of algorithms and shit like that. And it's kind of like make my posts rank higher than I don't know some other some other branded stuff. And it's just I can't be fucked with it. I haven't got the brain capacity for it. So we're just carrying on doing what we're doing. Some stuff does well, some stuff fucking bombs. And it's like, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. But like, I mean, yeah. me, Rube, me and you have spoken about this fucking so much, and yeah, it's kind yeah. of like all about like posting times or the amount of fucking hashtags you use, or whether you should yeah. tag people or not, or whatever. And it's kind I've of learned it's all a load of balls, mate. Like I, <laughs> me and Ellen did social media marketing managing courses till we till we turned blue in the face, and mm. we tried everything. And like, there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. What you've got to yeah. do is like literally you'll produce something that speaks to someone and then they might share it, you know, but it, only if they see it. And Instagram's always like, mm, you've got 6,000 followers, but we'll only show two. And you're like, oh, great, thanks, yeah. mate. I don't, yeah. I don't even think it's that much, though, is it? It's like, uh, right. it's, it's like you've got 6,000 followers, we're going to show it to six. How does that sound? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I've got, I've got 26 point some thousand followers on, on my profile at the moment. And I share things of like um, in my stories of printing and things like that. Yeah. But I don't even get that many views now, like yeah. on, on my stories, because it's always blocking people. And I think the more creative you are and things, and you pin your idea on like Instagram, I'm going to make it on Instagram. Instagram's going to, you know, get me f- like loads of people seeing my clothing. It's not going to happen, not unless. Instagram let you, and, and most of the time you've got to have, have a lot of money or just be damn lucky at the yeah. certain time to produce something that's cool. Look at Bobby Hundreds. Um, the Hundreds, for instance, they'd made, so, they'd made quite a lot of clothing up until a certain point, and then they made an all-over, it was like a safety pin print jacket that they made, and I can't remember which rapper it were, but it came out of retirement and wore their clothing each leg of the tour. And they never sent them the clothing or anything. They said they made no more money from that, but it gave them an opportunity to have an audience. Yeah. And it's like having a lucky break like that, when's that going to (laughs) happen? It does, but, you know, you got to be lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you do see brands every now and again that kind of just, they just fucking explode, don't they? Mm. And like, just go a bit mad. And it's kind of like, how the fuck have they done that? And it's like... Wait, everyone thinks there's a shortcut. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut to use it anything. Like, if, you, if you're relying on social media, the only way to get there is by spending money. Yes. But then when you spend money, you've always got to spend money. Because as soon as you yeah. start spending money on advertisements, it becomes dependent on it. And then, you know, they know you're going to pay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like when you stop spending, you get penalised. Yeah, we've never, we've never, we, well, we've done it a few times earlier on. We paid for advertisement, but we stopped paying for advertisements because it, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't it work. I mean, we were, me and Rube with, um, were with a marketing agency one time or another. And um, I think when we, when we first started with them, we did really, really fucking well. Um, and then the like there was like all the iOS updates and that, and I was just fucking nosedived. Um, and they just didn't know what to do. It's kind of like you're supposed to be the fucking experts here. Uh, I don't know what to fucking do here. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's it's incredibly frustrating, and it's kind of like I have days where like I'm like I just can't even I'd be bothered to fucking post. Mm. Kind of like you know we've got like just shy of like eleven thousand followers or whatever yeah. it is, and this post might get might get two hundred likes, three hundred likes, might get twelve. For me, like it's not only about like the, obviously it's nice to have a lot of likes. Yeah. But it's about that. It's about that reaching. It's about reaching out to people. Like we we create something because we're proud of what we create. Like I, I create design gun t-shirts and stuff and clothing and, and and things because I like to make it. But then I like to see people wearing it. And if we can't reach the people that we'd like to see wearing it, and hmm. provide us something that you know is a is a good platform for us to show what we are you know yeah yeah no no, no that's exactly what i'm getting at it's kind of like you it's know sharing good good like insightful and valuable content you want it to be seen by people like i said your teas as well your, your t-shirts they lasted me like i can go in the wardrobe pick one up they clean i'll do another shoot with my old stuff at some point <laughs> um but they're like, it's like people should know to come and buy it from Downcast because to get a T-shirt that, it, you know, you wash as well. I abuse my T-shirts. They get washed a million times because I spill food down myself all the time and stuff. You know, it's like then the other bands that are DTG printing and things, they get the limelight and then people are buying things that go in the bin after two minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so wrong. It just doesn't work properly. Yeah, I mean, we've said it before, like, to, I mean, obviously, we've only had two guests before you, but um, I can't remember, I think it was Chessie we were speaking to, and it's kind of saying the whole point in doing this pod was to kind of speak to other brand owners that are like us and kind of people that have fucking, you know, skin in the game. Um, in you know, in the sense that you're running it, you're doing everything. You're not, you haven't gone down like the drop shipping route and shit like that. And it's like, you know, it just doesn't really feel like you've put much in going mm. down that route. If you see what I mean, like you're not serious about it, you can't be. No, yeah, you're not learning anything. You know, yeah, trying. You're, you're you're getting an order. You're getting a percentage of that. The rest of it's going to the company that's printing for you. They're doing all the printing, the packing, and the posting out. And then that's it. You probably get what fucking. 30% of that, 40%. I, I don't know. I don't know how much dropshipping is. I'm not um, sure. But it just feels like a really, like, you know, going back to shortcuts, it feels like a really shortcut way of starting a brand. It definitely and is. Like, I, I understand that not everybody has, like, the money to, you know, fuck out for, to buy screen printing equipment or, or whatever. But it's kind of like, if you're serious about something, you're serious about fucking starting a brand. Buying money. It's like, that's kind of the route you have to go down. You know, I get, I get people to me with coming to me with the print business, wanting to start brands and everything. I'm not always happy to talk to them about mm. what we did wrong, <clears throat> you know, or our fucking experiences with X, Y, Z. You know, I'm always fucking happy to talk to people. Yeah, because showing them your mistakes, hoping they don't do the same. Exactly, exactly. And it's kind of like if I've made those mistakes and I can share that information with somebody and it's going to stop them from making that mistake, I fucking will. Like mm. you know, it it makes somebody else's life a little bit easier. I've got you on speed dial anyway. You know, next time I print, something don't go right. Bossy mate, yeah. I've got my acetate on top instead of bottom. <laughs> 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 one of the questions that you actually just moving on quickly. Uh, one of the questions that you asked me was, um, would I rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Oh, that was me. 
Would you rather? My question for it is: If you had hands for feet, would your legs change as well? Would you have different tendencies so you could walk properly on it? Because if you could walk on them, I'm interested. Yeah, let's go with yeah. 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 Having feet for hands would be just useless. Useless. I could just screen print. (laughs) With your with your hand feet. With your hand feet. Face, yeah. You'd have to sit down and like. For <laughs> <laughs> your teeth. <laughs> just get a speech in your mouth and be like. Amazing. Amazing. Do you guys have them like fancy squeegee racks and stuff? Uh, I've do. got a squeegee rack. I saw some squeegees that were made of old skateboards the other day. That's like yeah. jump pipe together. They're, they're amazing. I think yeah. that'd be my next upgrade. Don't need a press, just a print. <laughs> get, get some old skateboards, mate. Cut them up. I ain't got time. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a guy on um, on Instagram. I can I can never remember what his fucking name is, but he uh, he basically gets loads of old skateboards and and recycles them into like other purposes, sort of thing. And he started doing squeegees, like making squeegees out of these old skate decks. Send me a yeah, I'll, I'll find it and ping it over to you. I can't remember what his name is. I think he's over in the States. Um, and they're, like, they're fully f- functional and everything, but I kind of just like, I want one just to put on the wall. Just to put on the wall, like on your rack. Just yeah, I, I'm not going to use it because I'll end up just wrecking it. But um, it's just really fucking cool. And he does loads of other stuff. He does like coffee tables and shit like that as well. But um, yeah, I just thought the squeegees were really fucking cool. They are cool. <laughs> yeah, there's lots, lots of cool people doing cool shit. But um, yeah, should we do uh, do a few of the randoms, Rube? Yeah, you can start, mate, if you want to. Yeah. Um, it's just so like yeah, a group we're... fight round. Uh, Don't put me on spot. I've had a bunch uh, of. No, no. So no we, were, we were doing it as like rapid fire questions, but then we were kind of finding we were asking the questions and then speaking about what we've just asked for five minutes <laughs> in quick fire. <laughs> so we're, we've, for the time being, we've gone with the randoms section. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a few random questions, just to you know, gauge your personality a bit more. Ready, <laughs> I think. Um, so, if given the opportunity, would you go to space? Mm. God, yeah, I'd love to go to space and like smoke a joint out in space. <laughs> that would well, like, probably be on your highlight like... or like on your spacecraft or like in a space suit. Would you go in a spacecraft or if it were in a suit, you could just like have some sort of vapes thing connected to airlines. <laughs> you sort of float around. Just a, a bong in your fucking air intake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd go to space. I'd go with Elon. Yeah. <laughs> he shot he shot one of his cars into space. Did you see that? No. <laughs> they shot a Tesla into space. Like no shit. There's a there's a video of it. It's just like creeping out. It's a soft top. There's like a dummy in it, and it's just floating out in space. Brilliant. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the thing I do. I do that with Elon driving, smoking the joint. <laughs> that's on. That's an awesome answer. Love that. <laughs> oh. Ed, next question. Who's your favourite meal, Darcy? Oh, this is difficult. I'm going to say... I keep meaning to take that question out. <laughs> it's, it's obviously me. This is it. I'm just yeah. pretending it's froze. 
don't have to answer. Um, I've not hugged either of you, so I don't know what you smell like. And I don't know what you feel like, so I can't answer that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, which uh, which three items would you buy in a supermarket to make a cashier feel uncomfortable? Ooh. <laughs> It'd be... Oh, my God. This could be amazing. Give me a minute. So I'd buy deep heat, a pack of condoms, and a salami. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason, uh, only because uh, there's a tattoo artist I know who used deep heat as lubricant by accident. And that was recent. So I think that makes someone feel really uncomfortable, a cashier. And the Finnish people are very awkward. They don't like small talk. So it'd be very, very awkward. <laughs> No words either. Put them down. Really, really silent awkwardness. <laughs> Just stand in. there and smile at them in silence. In pennies as well, so you're there for ages. That was a good question. Oh, God. I knew you'd like have the answer to that. <laughs> Boom. Hit me. I haven't got anything good to follow that, to be honest. I'm, Darcy's my favourite. <laughs> 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 I, um, I guess we got with, uh, are aliens real? What? Sorry? Are aliens real? Yes, of course they are. Yeah? Of course they are, mate. Okay. Of course they are. You just, you just, we can't deny it any longer. Aliens are around. Yeah. You? What do you do? What do you two think? Or are you yeah. two aliens? Yeah, this we do. This is yeah, Rube's uh, Rube's here for surveillance. <laughs> He's just here to enlist people into the human massacre. And that's when, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have to be. We can't be alone. You mad? If we were, how fucking dull is that? There's too many videos, too many convincing videos out there at the minute. <laughs> and in America, didn't they just release like loads of files that were stating that there was an um, like some sort of surveillance of UFOs since the 60s, and they've released all the information about it. So, oh really? Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be on YouTube till two in the morning now. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you uh, if you had to replace your hands with something other than hands. What would you choose? God. <laughs> oh, that's. Ruben. Ruben gave a really shitty, boring answer and said, "Robot hands." <laughs> no, that works. That's no, 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 I see Bender. I see Bender and the Devil when he swaps hands with the Devil on Futurama. That's exactly what was going on the film. I knew it. You just want to play fiddle. <laughs> that, that's it, man. That's it. Um, what could you change your hands with? I want it to be you know, like magical. I want tentacles for fingers. Tentacles. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> but you couldn't tattoo them, so it'd be pointless. Yeah, I suppose. Would you? Would you like have like ten tentacles, or would you just have two big ones? Just two big ones. That's all you need. <laughs> you can pick up a cup. You know. Perfect. Oh, Absolutely perfect. <laughs> no screen printing questions there. Like no clothing company questions. What would you change your hands with if you had them cut off? Is this a simulation? 
Is this what? A simulation. A simulation? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got invited to chat to you two. No, I mean, like, life, like, everything. Is it a simulation? What, is it like Matrix? Yeah. I don't think so. No? Why not? Tattoos hurt, and that you can't fake that pain. Okay. You know, you've got to be real to feel that. You should no. know. You're pretty good. Cool. Direction. How do you, like, I've got a question for you. How, how, how tattooed are you? And how long has it took you to get as tattooed as you are? He's literally Mate, just got his neck and his forehead tattooed. That's it. Yeah. Jump through. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's like my shoulders, like, so it's sort of like, I mean, it goes, but, like, no, I mean, I've not been tattooed in, like, fuck me, like, since before lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, literally, like, it was, um, like, I mean, I was start, like, I was planning on making a brand, like, went to lockdown, and then like, I don't know all then. Um, I put the planning together then, but since then, like, I've just, like, every bit of, like, spare money that like, I've had, I've just put it on a brand, like, you know, and just not spent anything on myself, otherwise I'd have been fucking plastered by now. But yeah, it's expensive, though, isn't it? Here in Finland, it's 700 euro a day sitting. It's ridiculous. How covered are you, then? I'm covered. Um, I still have my back, my leg, and my ribs, and all my stomach to finish. I have my elbow um, and my arms. Fair still got that, and the rest of my head. I've still got some space, and then I think I've still got some stuff I want to delete. Yeah, yeah. But it's just too painful now. The older you get, the more tattoos you get, the worse it is. Yeah. Yeah, like sitting for tattoos now is just like, as soon as the needle goes in, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> here, we, here we go again. How, um, how often do you get tattooed then? Obviously, owning a tattoo studio, it's... Uh, oh, God. Um, the perks. Quite often. I got tattooed two days ago, and then I got tattooed a week before that, and probably two weeks before that. Quite often. Quite often. Yeah, I think my last one was fucking... About six months ago, something like that. It's just, it's just finding the time and the money, and it's just like, it's, you know, that it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not covered compared to you guys. <laughs> I'm not as covered as I'd like to be. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to be completely covered, but it's just, yeah, as I said, it's just time and money. No, I thought I'd be completely plastered by now. Like I was expecting to be like head to toe like, covered by the time I was like 21, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think I started when I was like 18, like yeah. 17, 18, and now I'm 32 and I've still not finished. Yeah. Spent like over. It's a lot of space to fill, isn't it? God, yeah, when you yeah. think about it. A lot of space to fill. Like you look at, um, like, you know, people that are tattooed literally head to toe on every inch of their body. So how fucking long has that taken you? But there's like two people that I know. There's like that Tommy from Torco. He's completely covered. And then I met a woman called Minnie, um, who's here. She's got all her head and stuff. And the problem is when you see people like that, it just makes you want to get tattooed even more. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. skin. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you um. Oh, we forgot to say actually we missed this bit out quite an important one do you have any um questions for us i know you've been asking questions throughout but yeah when i actually spoke to you darcy about doing a collaboration mm -hmm. 
And I think, like, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, my idea of a collaboration was, like, maybe all three of us collaborate on something. You invited me in it. This is, this is all because of you two doing this that we even really got talking like we did. So it kind of makes sense. A brand threesome. That's cool. Yeah, maybe oh, that's wow. some, maybe that's something like we could. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. It's not video, is it? So well, yeah, we're debating about the video. Censor <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right. Just> it. <laughs> Just get blurred out for a minute. Um, my question to you two. Mm. Would you ever leave England? Yeah. There was no hesitation. Oh, I have left. I have left before. Like leave and move away. Is what? Yeah, I, li- I lived in France. Ah. Um, good few years. Whereabouts? At the Loire Valley. I don't know where that is. I don't know much Sorry. of France. I'm not even sure why I asked. <laughs> it's like wine, wine region. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's just really, really, really fucking slow. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I like the UK as a country. It's just a lot of the people over there. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd fucking love to live somewhere else. I think, you know, Scandinavia's been on my list. Canada is another one. It's bloody nice up here. Really nice. Yeah. I love the look of um, a lot of Australia and New Zealand and that, apart from all the things that can kill you. I was going to say too many spiders, mate. I couldn't handle that. That's uh, be the one thing putting me off. And it's literally the other side of the world. Other spiders. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's the I, love, um, I love Italy, though. Italy. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to live there. Just because I think the kind of lifestyle is very similar to when I was growing up in France. It's a bit too slow for my liking. Yeah. Um, but I want to see more of Italy. 100%. It's a fucking beautiful place. Italy is gorgeous. We drove, we were lucky enough to drive twice um, up and down. <clears throat> it was gorgeous. I want to see some more places. I'd love to go and see Florence. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Florence. God, did you feel like you were in Assassin's Creed? <laughs> no. <In your> mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a gay man? Am I a gay man? Yeah. A gay man? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've not been around English accent for a long time, so it's difficult. When I came, I'm not a gamer. No, fair enough. Ellen is a Ellen is a gamer. I'm surrounded by gamers, and yeah, I understand gaming, but no, I'm not a game man either. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a strange question. I was like, okay, this took a turn. Just out in you on a podcast. <laughs> it was that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, so if, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, then, what would kind of be your... I think dream job is probably the wrong word because I think you're very happy with what you do. Yeah. But kind of like if you I don't know, switch lives with somebody with a different profession or what would you uh, what would you go with? I would have really liked to have continued doing the the cars and things. That was that was my dream job. 
to be fair. Um, after a few accidents and things with my hands, like uh, demolished my thumb on one hand and like my thumb works on this hand and doesn't work on that hand. Um, like half of this is made from skin from under here. And <laughs> I, like, I, I worked hard when I had the garage, used to do long hours and stuff, but I kind of wanted a break from it yeah. to maybe one day go back to it. Because I don't think you ever forget. I don't think I'll ever forget how to spray a car or how to, you know. But yeah, either that or I'd be Post Malone. It's really cool. He's got a very good dad bod. Yeah. Very good dancing and shit. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do if if you two weren't screen printers? Um. Or clothing brand owners, or anything to do with the owners. To be fair, <laughs> I, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, did I'm... you just say I'd be homeless? Yeah, you're not reaching very high there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can have any dream job, do whatever you want. I'd be homeless. I'd love it. But yeah, I'd feel like I'm on the press on Fox. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I, I had aspirations when I was younger of being a famous musician. Um, so, yeah, probably down that route, I guess. I saw the guitar in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get used much. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I did that for fucking years. That's why I moved down to Brighton. Just to okay. play music. Um, and, uh, yeah, gave it a good go for a while. And just never, nothing ever really happened. Still play a bit and still write every now and again, but yeah, no aspirations of kind of doing it as just a... dropping dropping what you're doing and doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I think we've got pretty good jobs though. Yeah, that's what I mean though. It's kind of like it's if difficult. you if you're happy with what you're doing, it's kind of I know that's a bit of a pointless question, but you know, it's uh, no, I think because obviously you were doing the thing with the garage before and all that, like thought it was a. Bit of a relevant question, but yeah. Like if you scroll far enough down on my profile a couple of years, you'll see like there's like old Volkswagen camper vans that I used to do all everything restorations on, like Jaguars, the old 420 Jaguar, everything, everything old. I used to do shit like that all the time. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. But you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you'll hear this, but every time I close my hands, it, it oh, Jesus. It does that. Every time, so it's like wow. I was impressive. Sorry, like I can't do that. <laughs> it's d destroyed. So fuck, man. Yeah, clicky. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right good sound on podcast. Whoever just like listens to that it sounds like. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Darcy just stood up. <laughs> <laughs> And fell back over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So what? What is it that? What got you two together? For you to do this podcast, what gave you the idea? Um. So I mean, me and Rube work together. Well, Rube, Rube and ripped me off. Um, Last three years ago. <laughs> I'm fucking. Oh, up. I know what um, you're talking about. <laughs> Ruben did a bit of modelling for us uh, back in the early days. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, we didn't really speak much, did we? And then, no, like, no, late, really. it was late like last year, I think it was, or like around yeah. like, September last year, something like that. Um, we, uh, 
don't know. We just started chatting, didn't we? And it was about yeah. it was about the marketing agency I was with, which he he came on board at a later date, which we chat about in the in episode one with Jack. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of just gone from there, really. And I mean, I'd I'd had the idea for the pod like quite a while ago, but just never really got around to fucking doing anything with it. Um, and then brought it up to Rube, and Rube was like, "I fucking love to do that too." So, and I think you know when you've got two minds on board and kind of two people pushing it and that it's like it's just so much fucking easier like you know it was actually when you you dropped the exposure unit off wasn't it when you when you when you actually came here yeah, we were having, was. yeah 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 we were having a vape in the garden and you were like have you thought about doing that i'm like are you kidding like, i was literally like i had this thought process last night but like, i know loads of people why don't i just start a podcast and the next day you bring it to me so it's just like yeah. i expose you and it's the gift that keeps giving Mate, it is. You haven't even heard the best bit, mate. <laughs> when I, uh, so when I went to um, pick up my new unit, which was up uh, near oh. Birmingham, I um, basically I was dropping it to Rube on the way back down. And <laughs> so I took it out of the car to load the new unit in, and the lid wasn't closed properly. Oh, no. So glass, this reinforced glass literally just slipped out and fucking exploded oh god it's car park okay and i was just like no i thought <laughs> no i'd been stuck in traffic for like fucking two hours it took me three and it should have taken me three and a half hours it took me five hours to get there oh god and then i had to go by rubes to drop this off and then drive home and i was just like fuck this fuck this i'm gonna fucking throw this thing in the sea um yeah, didn't obviously, but um, yeah, got it, got it. Well, at least it, you know, I, I think what you're doing here, like speaking to people that are creative people, and and what you're trying to, you know, do and show people, I think it's seeing who's behind the brand. Like every brand, there's some crazy or normal or you know person behind it or people behind it that none are of driving none it. Of the fucking normal running brands mate i don't think <laughs> no, we have no normal person and fucking do it no fucking the amount of stress you go through and fucking misprints and the learning curve and everything like that like who'd fucking do that and that joy of instagram thank you yeah, yeah and that and that um so which brands would you like to see on the pod Ooh, 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 wait no one. No. <laughs> I'd like to see me. Um, finished. Podcast end. <laughs> the end of it. It was good. I don't know. I would like, I would like, actually, like, I've got a lot of respect for Rimfrost. I like Rimfrost. I'd like to see you speak to, to Rimfrost. I've worked with Rimfrost in the past. What's the guy called who owns it? I can, off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's really ignorant of us. But is it, is it really sound? We've messaged a few times. Really, I went over to Norway not long back and he was like, oh, you were here, but I went, I went in Bergen at a tattoo convention. Who else? I'm just going to plug everyone up there. <laughs> Actually, no, Brew, Brew from Deathbed. Bro is like one of the nicest guys on the planet. Death, you know, like I, I, I speak to Brew quite a lot. Lovely guy. Hmm. I think downcast, you should definitely get downcast on it. 
Nah, we tried that. Who else? I'm the right dick anyway, you know. Who else out there is doing something cool at the minute? So that's the thing. I mean, we, we're we obviously like looking for, for for brands to come on, but it's like obviously you're working with brands, like doing, you know, the shoots for them and stuff like that. So it's always good to, you know, get... Honestly, I feel I feel honoured at the moment. I, 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 I bet Rue feels the same. Like I know what it takes to to produce clothing, and for somebody to to reach out to you and give you some clothing, yeah, to to go and take shots of. It's it's just such a nice feeling. It's like, and also you have to be creative with how you give the the photos. Don't just use your iPhone, go out and take shots, you know. These yeah. people spend time creating something and, and they and they do the nice thing of sending it you, not asking for anything. And the least we can do is provide, you know, some good shots. I work with a, an amazing photographer here and a lot of my other photography is done by Eleanor Vokentaro. Like, but yeah, the brands that, that send me stuff, I can't thank them enough. It's, it's, it's really nice. I'm just a muppet with tattoos. That's all it is. You know what I mean? If you knew me, you wouldn't get me. (laughs) (laughs) You're much more than that, mate. You're much more than that. You're the guy with clicky hands. (laughs) Just for you. A bag of crisps. Honestly, it's every single time. It never stops. I'm just looking that way. There's um. I was thinking. Have you ever ever seen mask off apparel? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've always liked their content, their clothing. You know, I've got clothing from them from ages ago. Really nice, really good stuff. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, and then lastly, um, where can people find you? It, Not literally, it, like in your house, but <laughs> hidden, hidden away. Um, <laughs> like my, my Instagram. Like you can reach me on there or Union in Parku. 45G, that's where our shop is in Helsinki. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to leave it there. But um, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Next time I'm in England, we've got to try and all hook up. Yes. Yeah, mate, 100%, 100% mate. It'll be lovely. It'll be really lovely. But thank you for having me, guys. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. No, thank you for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. All right, then. Have a good one. I love you. Goodbye. Take care, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye.